Hi, I'm Merritt. And if you've ever been frustrated about getting people to the point where they absolutely have to have the solutions you provide, you are going to love this episode of the Smarter Sales Show. You're going to learn what people really buy, the questions to ask them so that they discover for themselves they need what you have, and some amazing tech tools to keep you organized and on track. Plus, we have a special bonus at the end you won't want to miss. You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merritt Kahn and Julie Holmes. Hello and welcome to the Smarter Sales Show. I'm Julie Holmes. I'm the tech expert in this fabulous duo of the Smarter Sales Show. And I work with organizations all over the world who are trying to expedite and improve their tech and sales strategies. And I am Merit Khan. I'm the technique guru of this duo. And I work with companies and entrepreneurs and high trust businesses. They are so good at what they do and they provide custom solutions, but they're so frustrated because it should be way easier to get new business and grow existing accounts than it is. And so I'm super excited to talk about this topic, finding real pain and getting the messaging right. Oh, Merritt, have I got a story for you this week about finding the real pain. Uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> so I went to the doctor, which, you know, I try not to do, but there you go. Sometimes I still have to go. And I have injured my heel. Uh-oh. So let's hear it for plantar fasciitis, everybody. Ooh. But here's what I thought was so interesting, and it made me think about us. And I didn't want to be rude to the physician I was seeing, but I did want to give them a link to our podcast because I felt there was a few things they probably could have dusted up on. So I went to a specialist. So this was completely outside of like normal medical stuff. But the challenge was that I am not somebody who likes to be in pain. And I would have paid anything for this pain to go away. Mm. And yet the entire time that I was meeting with this physician, all they talked about was money how they try to be the cheapest solution and how they work really hard to keep their pricing down. And all I could think the whole time is you and I do not have the same definition of the value of my pain. Like you could charge me anything right now and I would pay it. And Merit, I know that you and I have had these conversations and I always listen for the famous phrase, I would pay (laughs) anything to fix this. Right. I think that is exactly what this episode should be all about is finding out what is the pain that people are willing to pay to fix. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting because a lot of times the way that we buy impacts the way that we sell. Uh Mm -hmm. So what's interesting to me in that story is that the doctor is probably really cost conscious really looking at the way that, you know, the things that they're paying for and shops for value so that they're just assuming that everybody else is shopping for value and that money is a, is the main decision-making uh, piece in their process. And they're just projecting that all over you where you're walking in like, I'm in pain. Help me. I'll pay anything. And it's interesting that the doctor didn't hear that the doctor just heard what's true for them. And that's, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's probably a very interesting point. Yeah, I think that's true. 
So I'm curious because I, I certainly know and I've got lots of things to say about, you know, what do you say when you're in a conversation with somebody about how to find out what their real pain is? But I'm curious, how does tech help us do that? Mm. Do you know what? I think tech is really a helpful tool because what tech enables us to do when it comes to things like finding pain is that it allows us to capture both qualitative and quantitative evidence about pain. Okay. So say more about that. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I do. Let me, let me, oh, I'm just flashing back to my statistics course in my master's program. Yeah, Hold on. I the trauma's taking... almost over. The trauma's <laughs> almost over. Um, yeah. So I think what's fascinating about this is that pain can be quantified. It's out there. And what's really interesting about that is that a lot of times we make decisions and we sell based on anecdotal evidence. So we get one customer that we've liked to work with and we'll say, oh, yep, that must be what everybody wants. Mm. And we extrapolate off of a very small sample set and say, this is what people are in pain about. Now, that's just challenging, right? Because first of all, it really puts us into a tunnel so that we don't look around us and see what else could possibly be working as well or better than what we're doing right now. That's interesting though, just because, so that doctor, it may be their own personal buying habits that they're interested, they're concerned about money, or it could be based on what you're saying. It could be that they had a patient come in, that patient was concerned about money, and then they're just assuming that everybody else has that on their brain too. That's Absolutely. interesting. Okay. Yes. And I think that when you start talking about your techniques, that's the part that I'm interested in is how will you differentiate between the anecdotal and the global, mm. the kind of the broader appeal. So here's what I would say from a tech perspective. First and foremost, I mean, this is before you even get to talking to an individual person. So let's just talk about how do we find pain in bulk? How do I find that global pain? And the first and easiest way is, is that we have the most powerful pain, you know, discussion platform in the world. And that is called social media. <laughs> so, yes, you know, that creates pain. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it does create pain. But the other thing that it does is it gives everyone a platform to share their pain mm. and for other people to reinforce and acknowledge and either agree or disagree with their pain. I love trolling social media when I'm thinking about products to build or I'm thinking about tech solutions. And what you're really looking for when it comes to social media are a couple things. First, you're really looking for what are the types of comments that people are putting on things? Hmm. Are we seeing, because the language that they use in those comments and then against social media posts and things that they're posting on Twitter, that language tells you a lot about their pain and about mm. what they're experiencing pain in. Now, it is an easy threshold for people to post on social media now. So people are always happy to complain on social media. They just, they love it. They absolutely love it. Now, when it comes to the tools for this, so that's one strategy is to do market research on social media. What are people talking about? The cool tool for that that I like is I use a tool called Brand Mentions. And Brand Mentions is an app that lets me put in not only my own brand, but other brands, like competitor brands, and it will come up and tell me any time on the internet or in social media that that brand has been mentioned. 
Wow. Oh my so God. every day or every week, you can get a list and say, oh, this competing product, you know, here's all the things that people said about it. Now, the interesting thing about pain is not only what pain are people experiencing that you want to solve with your tool, but also what pain are they experiencing with your competitors so that you can look to improve your product or to highlight the features and functions of your product or service that is better than your competition, different from your competition. So brand mentions is super fun and it's all automated. Once you set it up, you just get a notification of here's all these mentions and you can decide what you want to do with it. (laughs) Then we get into what problems are people experiencing that we might want to solve or that we may not be highlighting as well as we should. And one of my favorite places to go and visit, and and I'm not going to lie, like you need to allow yourself a little time to get lost in this is a fabulous tool. And I think I've mentioned it before on episodes, but it's called answer the public. Now, answerthepublic.com is a website that you can go to completely for free, and you can key in any keyword, and it'll come back and tell you all the things that people are searching for on that topic. You know, if you were to put in something like sales coaching, because that's something everyone should be investing in, (laughs) sales coaching, then we would get out there and see questions like, who does sales coaching? How much does sales coaching cost? Does sales coaching work for high trust businesses? How do I help consultants with sales coaching? So you'll get all of these different things. And there's an assumption that if someone's experiencing some pain or frustration, they're going to go to Google, type it in and try and solve it. Like our first step for almost (laughs) every problem is a Google search. Yeah. So that's about finding globally. Now, if you already have my third one, is that if you already have an audience or group of people that you're interacting with, then here's another cool and easy way to find out what pain they're experiencing. And that is through surveys. Now, historically, we've kind of shied in and out of surveys, right? Surveys have gone in and out of fashion over time. But I would ask people to think about surveys not as um, maybe as they're traditionally considering them, but rather to just see surveys as a way to ask a question. For example, I could just as easily do a survey on social media as I can by emailing it out. I can also take a survey and I can send it to the public. So rather than even emailing my own customer base, I can take what makes up my ideal customer base, people in this role, in this title, in this kind of company, with this number of employees, and I can actually create a survey and send it out to survey takers to help me understand which messages resonate and which pain they're experiencing. So I use um, Zoho Survey for that. That's my primary survey tool. A lot of people also use SurveyMonkey. That's another one. But the goal is that you're able to capture and quantify because at some point you're going to be challenged about why you're messaging or focusing a particular way and quantifiable data, you know, numbers win. You know, when it comes back to I feel this way and I have evidence that way, evidence is always going to trump feelings for the most part. So right away, I think the big thing that tech can do is it can help you to find what people are talking about and the words that they want to hear. Gosh, I think that's so, so brilliant. You know, especially because I think a lot of times we, going back to your example with the doctor, we just assume that everybody thinks like us. 
and that our pains are the same as everyone else's. We really need that data, those data points to really identify, are we speaking to the right pains for our prospects? Do we really understand that? Because it may be that you have a solution and you're really looking at one of the specific features of that solution as the main thing that people need, but it could be something completely different. Or it could be something that you still need to work on to develop in that solution. Yeah. So what is it that we can do from a technique perspective to get those answers to those questions? The first thing I would say is that a lot of times people are afraid of this word pain because they don't want to put somebody in a painful situation. Mm. And what I say to sales professionals that I've coached over the 20 plus years I've been doing this, is you're never going to put pain where it doesn't already exist. What you're doing is you're asking questions so that people discover for themselves that they have pain at a deeper level than they knew. So Mm. put it out of your mind that you're going to have this conversation with somebody who doesn't have pain and all of a sudden because you're talking to them, they're going to like miraculously have pain that they didn't have before and that makes you a mean person. That's not what this is. But people will do more to to avoid pain than gain pleasure and that's been well documented. That's just being a human being. So we need to really understand what are the questions that we can ask as sales professionals that help people discover the pain that's already there and help them put it on that front burner, like make it urgent and important by asking really good questions. So that would be the first thing. And the other thing that I recommend is that people recognize, you know, you got to see that people make decisions intellectually, but they buy emotionally. So for pain to really be pain, there has to be some emotional charge to it. And that's a much different experience for a buyer than, you know, I'm interested in learning a little bit more. Like you didn't walk into your doctor's office because you were interested in her solutions to solve your heel pain, right? That's true. You you walked in because you had an emotion that finally got you into that doctor's office. And is that really where frustration comes into play? Yes. So emotions have to, you wouldn't say, are you interested in learning about something? Because that's intellectual. You would say, you know, are you frustrated? Are you fed up? Are you overwhelmed? Like you use an emotional word. So for example, even when I did my little introduction at the beginning of this segment, I didn't say, I work with entrepreneurs and professionals who are good at what they do, and they're really interested in how they can grow their business, right? I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> like, no one wants that. No, I have never sold anything to anybody who was interested. But what I said was, they're so good at what they do, but they're so frustrated mm-hmm. because it should be easier to get business than it is. And I know that that's the pain because I have heard from the marketplace multiple times that that's a frustration of theirs. So, you know, in this idea of finding pain, I love the tools that you referenced, the brand mention and the answer to the public and the surveys, because those are great ways to start the conversation to figure out what are people typing into Google? What are people, how are they responding in a survey? And then I also want to ask people flat out, like, what? I want to say what I do in a way that hits those emotional hot buttons for them. Mm. So that's where I'm going to use that information that you gathered from using tech tools 
to find pain and how I'm going to use that in a conversation to test whether or not that's true for the person that I'm talking to. Yeah, I wonder, Merritt, if there's a way to even hybrid that where if somebody is struggling to articulate what their pain is, do you take the things that we maybe find through tech? Like, you know, here's the top 10 reasons that people go and find this solution. And then do we say, you know, look, what we hear most often is that people are frustrated by this. Is that true for you? Exactly. That's exactly how you would do that. For example, in your surveys, and I use surveys because I learned that from you a long time ago. I use surveys in my pre-questionnaires, an event. You know, I might speak for a client or do a training or consulting project, and I'll do surveys not just to find out how that experience was and get my little five-star attaboys, but also to identify, okay, so we solved these pains. What future pains might there be that we could also do some additional work on? So it's actually expanding the scope of the project because I'm able to use a tool like that to say many of our clients who have solved this challenge then have some additional things that continue to frustrate them on an ongoing basis like these things. I don't know if these, you know, check all that apply, right? Are you frustrated with getting the messaging right for your various offers? Are you frustrated with how to upsell once a client has made their initial purchase with you? The list can be very long. And then whatever they're checking off, that tells me more about what pains that they have that they may not have been able to articulate, to your point. They may not have articulated in quite that way, but I might give them those starting points and then they're able to put language to that. I wonder if you could take that a step farther by even making that a rating. You know, like, let's just say, let's go back to my doctor, right? And to say, you know, like, it's uncomfortable when I run, And then, you know, on a scale of one to 10, one is, yeah, no, not really. It's fine. And 10 Mm. is like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can't take another step. That's a great example. And again, that kind of gives you a scale upon which to think about that pain. Right. Because if you ask me that on a survey and I'm not a runner, (laughs) then there's no pain there. But if I am a runner and I get that question and then the doctor looks at that question and goes, wow, so tell me, how does it feel that you've had to give up your running? oh, it's miserable. I miss my runner's high. I had to miss out on my last marathon. I, I'm i not socializing with my friends because all my friends are runners. Like there's all a lot of phrases that have never come out of my mouth. <laughs> Nor mine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how does it feel that you've had to miss a manicure? Now we got something to talk about. <laughs> but if you were a runner and then the doctor had a question like that on the survey or as an example and or used that in a conversation, now they're getting past the surface level pain. And the investment I'm willing to make to solve that pain is far greater than the investment I would have made in just a mild interest in Mm. my, you know, feet not hurting when I go for a run. Yeah. In fact, I think we could do a whole episode on associating the price with the pain. Yeah. I think that would be a great follow-up to this episode. So let's plan that one for next week is really looking at that idea of how do we get the money part of this pain conversation? Because that is the 
extent of the pain is, you know, people will find incredible ways to fund projects they're personally committed to where there's personal emotional pain there. And if there isn't, you know, it's going to be hard to get people to part with any investment at all. Are there some good questions that we can ask as part of this? Yeah, let me run through some good questions. And I'm going to kind of go through this quickly, but we, this also could be a whole nother episode. But the first thing I'm going to start with if I'm having an actual conversation with somebody is they're going to come in, sit down, we're going to have this conversation. And I'm going to just say, tell me more. You must have come in for a reason. Tell me more. You must have invited me into this meeting for a reason knowing what I do, tell me more. So I just want to get them started talking about the issue. And then I'm going to say, well, how long has this been a problem? Because if it hasn't been a problem that long, they probably, they may not want to spend the money or the time to fix it right now. They might want to try some other things. If it has been a problem for a really long time, then I also want to know, well, what's making you want to solve this right now? So I'm trying... All these questions are designed to get it to being more urgent right now. I'm going to ask them, what have you done to try to fix this? And then how did that work? Because if my solution is something that they've already tried and it didn't work, and that's my brilliance that I'm bringing to them, game over, right? I can't backpedal from that. And then I'm going to keep asking, have you tried anything else? Have you tried anything else? Because I just want to know what else is going on that they've already put into play. Did it work or didn't? Well, plus the more things they've tried... Clearly, this is a problem that's persistent and powerful. Excellent point. Exactly. Exactly. I also want to ask them, what does it cost to have this issue in place? What does it cost you personally? What does it cost you professionally? What does it cost your department, your team, your company? I want to get to the actual cost of that pain. And then here's the magic question. I call this the multiplier. And I think we'll go into a little bit more detail when we talk about the money part next week. But the multiplier effect is, is this a one-time cost or do you pay this over and over and over again, having Mm. this problem in place? And that is a brilliant question that when you answer that, it really exponentially shifts their relationship to what this problem costs them and what they're willing to invest to solve it. And then I also ask, what happens if you don't fix it? Because I do want them to feel that. My mantra is people are either going to feel pain in real life or in a conversation with me. And it is much less costly and painful if I take them through this journey in a conversation before it's a real problem when they really have an opportunity to fix it than if we wait until it's an expensive real life problem that now they have to really dig deep and deep into their wallets and their timeframes and resources and all of that to actually solve it. Yeah, that's great. And you know what's interesting? This whole thing, the way you question to get to this pain and to help the client or customer to articulate this pain It reminds me a lot of the conversation that we had in episode four when we were really talking about differentiating Mm. as a sales professional and this idea that we have to be able to differentiate, to dominate. And one of the ways we differentiate is through this experience that we take them through. How are we listening to them and how are we connecting what they say to what we do? deliver. Yes. Yes. That was a great episode. And that is a great point. In fact, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together that a handout that we can share with uh, all of our listeners that gives you those questions that I rattled off so quickly to help you really get to that pain. So I'll put Mm -hmm. that as a link, as a resource, a download for this episode. 
And I learned so much from this episode. I'm going to have to read the show notes for this one because <laughs> you mentioned the brand mentions, which I'd never heard of, surveys, which I've used, but I think you've given me some other ideas about how to use those differently and answer the public. I want to use that as, as well. So I think those were some really good learning points that I'm taking away from this episode that are going to help me get more pain on the front end. Yeah, well, I've got a list of questions. I really <laughs> love that question. You know, is this a one-time cost or over and over? Mm. And I think particularly when it comes to sales, that's a super, super powerful one because it really gets them to think, how is this ever going to change if I don't do anything? Yes, yes. Which is a good lead into listeners. <laughs> what are you going to do? Because it's one thing to listen to the podcast. It's a whole nother thing to put things into practice. So my challenge to you is what's one thing that you're going to take away from this episode, put into practice, whether it's one question or one of the tech tools that Julie mentioned, what's something you can do easily and immediately to make a difference right now. And while you're at it, while you're you're thinking about that. The other thing that you should be thinking about is whether or not you have subscribed to this mm, podcast. Absolutely. So if you've come away from this podcast with one new question or one new tool that you could add to your arsenal that would help you to sell smarter and stress, stress less, less. <laughs> <laughs> then that is a good enough reason for you to go out and subscribe so that you can get more of that every single week. And while you're there, Give us a five-star review and share, you know, share a little add a boy and an add a girl on the back of that. And make sure you tell other people about this podcast. We love doing the podcast, but we love it even more when we hear from fabulous listeners like you about how this has helped them to sell more and save time. And so we'll look forward to those good reviews of what you have to share. But also you can email us directly at hello at the smarter show.com. And we'd love to hear what you are putting into practice and the difference that it's made for you. And don't forget that you don't have to just live with us on podcast. That's right. If you wanted to talk to us in person, we love that. Yes. We do individual and organizational virtual and live presentations all over the world and we get a real kick out of it. And you can bring in Merit to talk about awesome sales technique and you can bring me in if you want to get jiggy with some fabulous tech <laughs> and using tech and innovation strategies. And of course, if you want to be entertained and educated, you can bring in Merit and I as the Smarter Sales do. Absolutely. Are you open to that? Definitely do that. <laughs> Don't forget to check out the show notes for links and quotes from today's episode. And stick around. There might be a few, few bloopers for this one. <laughs> like that one right there. Right, yeah. I'm Julie Holmes. Thanks for listening. And I'm Merit Khan. Sell more and stress less. We'll see you next week. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com. Don't forget to check out the show news. Don't, don't check out the show news. The show news? The show news? What do we got? <laughs>
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.